0: Okay. All right. Hi, I'm Wendy. And I'm Debbie. And we're Nourish Coaches, and we're so glad you've joined us today to talk about our hunger for connection. Right. And
1: peek at our new six month program. Mm hmm.
0: So, I don't know about you, but I see people always grasping for the thing that's going to turn their lives around, you know, that health fix or that new thing that's going to, and I use these words, you know, they're kind of extreme words, but things that are going to save us or change us or fix whatever's ailing us, you know, the right protein powder, the right, you know, activity, the right the right something you know that one thing and the one thing right <laughs> <I> <laughs> we want to get
1: i get sucked into that too when you're on social media and you see this you know they're like you know yeah. burns off fat in 10 days
0: or mm-hmm. you
1: know cellulite buster this one thing is a big so- you know so yeah
0: we do we want to totally be frank and honest it's never going to be one thing like, no. never going to be one thing. It's many, many small things over time yield wonderful results. And that's not sexy, but the one thing is sexy. And so, <laughs> the one
1: thing is very sexy.
0: We just really want to continue to interrupt the media hype and those ideas and it's not like we haven't ever played into that ourselves like you just said or that we haven't even as health coaches gotten hooked in some of our own language and so we're constantly developing but so we're here to bring a little reality check in that and to to lift people up in the knowledge that it's not always easy right but it's simple we want to simplify it
1: yeah I mean I think everybody wants it to be simple and easy, but it's, it's not easy. It can be simple, but not easy. And that's, that's just, that's just the fact of life. I think with almost everything we ever do, you know, that's worth anything I should say, anything we ever do, that's worth anything. I had that idea the other day when good things are often hard and uh, that's just, that's just the way it is. But at the same time we appreciate them so much more because of how hard it was to do it. Yeah. So, uh, so it's worth it. It's worth it, but um, you know the one thing that came up too uh, the other day was you know of all the protein powders that are out there and how which one is the best one? Which one do we use? Do we use whey? Do we use pea protein? Do we use you know what what is the best protein powder to use in the morning in my smoothies? Um, And you can get caught up in looking at twelve different protein powders and trying to figure out which one is going to be the best. What's going to keep you full? What's going to you know take away your you're extra fat, which one's gonna make yeah <laughs> but well,
0: and that that kind of decision making can paralyze us too on some level. I don't know if that's where you're going, but it can be so that we get overwhelmed, you know, looking in the aisle or shopping for something like this, and then we just end up you know not doing anything <laughs> right,
1: and that that's you know and that's the whole analogy of uh, not seeing the forest from the trees,
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: that whole idea of you know what. In the, in the big picture,
0: that protein powder really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, when I'm working with athletes, they're like, what do I have right before a race? Is it the same thing you have every other day? Mm-hmm. It's not, we're not choosing new things the day before or the night before. It's stuff that you eat on a constant basis. And so it's it's the daily choices over time. And so experiment with the protein powders. Right, you know. Yeah, one isn't the best in in my opinion. That's a personal opinion. <laughs> I agree. There, there are several on the market that can be really uh, fabulous sources. Here is the bottom line too. Regardless
1: of the protein powder you choose, there are things about health
0: that are so much more important that we ignore than yeah. the protein powder. Our society looks at right now, and we want immediate gratification, and we get that. We believe that. We know that. We are that way, too, but we also need to think of longevity, and the Blue Zones yep. is this great study of longevity, and, and we just read a quote recently. Yeah. It's six out of nine of the habits that they found in the oldest living, healthy people on earth had nothing to do with food. Yeah. Six out of nine. Really, right. it it No nutrition in six out of nine. And so we just, that kind of study, huge study, really just brings us down to anchoring into all of these other foundations that we've developed here at Nourish Coaches because it's, yes, food is one of the most important things, and that's how Debbie and I met. That's how, you know, we have – we're foodies. <laughs> right. For
1: sure. Right. Yeah. And and those nine lifestyle habits that, that, that are central to longevity that this Blue Zone study came up with, um, the three had to do with nutrition. I just want to say that one of them had to do with drinking alcohol yeah. know, in moderation. So it's really <laughs> yeah it's really two that had two. to do with true nutrition, you know. Yeah. And so so two out of the nine. Right. Um, so those other six that that are about lifestyle are related to our fifth foundation
0: of connection yeah it's connection with your community with your family with your purpose that was an yep. interesting one your your connection with your purpose with yep. with your faith community with right. your social community, and we wanted to tap into that again because. We came across that same statistic again. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And it it keeps popping up into our lives about, you know, about smoking, what was it? Fifteen cigarettes a day. Isolation. People
1: who are isolated from social connections is equivalent.
0: That isolation is equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And here we're thinking we're drinking beautiful water, and we're eating enough kale, and we're getting great protein in our body, but we're isolating ourselves, or we aren't processing our stuff well, And and that has a huge factor on our health, and we're talking about serious health. We're talking about factors like not just depression and anxiety, but things like diabetes and heart issues and high blood pressure and that sort of thing. So it's it's not just that our body isn't in in shape. It's serious health factors. That's right. You know, and and I don't know that people's stories that
1: I'm about to make a big generalization, but there there are stories that you hear of someone dropping dead at 50 or at 45 and they were in such great shape, they were so healthy. You know, on the outside And I've always questioned that. I've always questioned if they truly were really, really healthy, then why would they drop dead at 45? There had to have been something. And I don't know their story, so I can't can't speak from fact. But I'm saying I'm wondering if it is that a lot of other things, yes, they might be exercising and eating right, but maybe those other factors are being ignored or, or neglected in some way. And obviously that makes a difference.
0: Well, and you know, you hear studies about, um, you know, we live to retire, right? This is yep. such an oxymoron, right, that people <laughs> live to retire. And as soon as you retire, you, you have left your whole family of colleagues yep. and you don't have the same routines. You're not running into the same, you know, groups of people. And a part of uh, working has stress that gives us uh, purpose right to solve issues and to collectively create something and, you know, to, to fix things or, or to to produce things. And we take that out of our lives and we just, you know, want to sail off into the sunset. And I think it's a misnomer. People get very, very lonely when they retire. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Unless we take action. And part of taking action, I think that, you know, from from our studies is actually knowing what brings you joy, what makes you happy. And, you know, for a lot of people, for a big portion of their lives, they, they haven't tapped into it. You know, they haven't fostered their creativity because they've put all their energy, perhaps, into family or perhaps into their career. So unpacking yeah. what makes you happy is sounds so simple. Well, of course, I know what makes you, me happy, but I, I'm not sure people... No. Really sit back and think about that question very often. I, I
1: think that, it, I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. And you, you're you making me think of a time in my life where um, I was working full time and I lived in Rhode Island and I was working full time and I was pregnant. And when it was time to have my first child, I quit my job because we had decided that I wouldn't be working when I raised my babies. And I went from a work environment where I really enjoyed the people I worked with a lot. I went from that full time to being home alone with an infant, and I think I, I don't think I had postpartum depression at all, but I think I went into a, a somewhat of a depression, and I don't know—I don't know that I actually realized that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that at that period of time, for the next few years that I had two babies at home, I was angry a lot. I had a lot of resentment and anger during that time. It was not a time that I liked myself at all. Which you know, you're raising babies. What a a glorious time. And, you know, I look look back at that time and I was not feeding myself in so Mm. many ways. Mm. Um, And I didn't know to recognize to do that. I didn't have a health coach. I didn't have, you know, family wasn't around either. I lived far away from my family. So it was a time where I wasn't, I was not feeding myself. And Um, Thank goodness it didn't last longer, and thank goodness I was young enough to be resilient. But that really could have affected my health in a negative way had it gone on. And I think that does happen to people. I think it does go on
0: and on and on.
1: And sometimes it's too late when they figure it out.
0: Yeah, we're hungry for connection, and sometimes we just don't—we don't even know it. No, we don't know it. And I
1: think—and that's why we're here. You know, it's—it's a matter of let's assess you know that all the areas of your life and see you know where we have this circle that we use it's 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 sort of what we based our foundations on it's a it's a life circle that we got from when we were at um Institute of Integrative Nutrition and you kind of you fill it out to see see what areas are being nurtured and which areas are not and it gives you a visual picture of that and i think until you do that sometimes that exercise you
0: you don't even realize that you're neglecting some areas of your life so. It's really interesting when I I have taken that several several times over the since we first got that 12 or 13 years ago and yeah. it's it's very interesting how it changes over time when you start yeah. focusing on something and how it really fills up because you're giving it time and attention. And one of the things with re- reaching out to people is, I mean, it's not easy for us introverts <laughs> to pick up the phone call and say, hey, do you want to meet for coffee or mm-hmm. do you want to have a Zoom meeting, you know, because we might be Zoomed out. But I think there's, when we become lonely, we're very we're very focused on our own feelings. And so one of the things that we have um heard speak of many times, and uh, one of them is from the podcast Hidden Brain, and there's this idea that when we step out of ourselves and be of service to others, even mm-hmm. in the very smallest ways, we can, you know, this act of service of, of uh, creating an environment for others, or even ourselves, but, but also for others, collectively just open something up in our in our bodies that kind of trips up that that feeling of loneliness. So service doesn't have to be soup kitchens and building homes, but right. but it could be going to an animal shelter or being part of your community pickup and collecting trash that's gone crazy in the winds after, you know, trash exactly. day. Yeah. Small, um small
1: uh small moments of kindness
0: here and there. Yeah. Yeah. making an extra pot of soup, you know, yep. and, and divvying it up among people. Yeah. And you know, and, and that, that little shot of dopamine really is
1: is great. And the more you can do it, that, that just happened to me yesterday. I was walking my dog and people were, we have a little, a little area where people launch their kayaks into the river and they had a bunch of kids with them and they'd put a bunch of their water bottles on a bench and they were getting packing up and ready to leave. And I said, don't forget you have a bunch of water bottles over on the bench. And they're like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. That was such a little thing. But yeah. They were so happy that they weren't going to forget their water bottles. And I felt so good being yeah. a person. And, it, you know, so it was, it was 30 Central. seconds of a little dopamine rush, but it, like, mm-hmm. lasted for, you know, the, for another, you know, few minutes after that. It was great. So just
0: little little things throughout the day to, like, boost that up can help a lot. I was in a grocery store recently, and this whole idea of being behind masks, I've been, like many other people, I've been looking at people's eyes a little bit more to, yeah. try, to try to read them and try right. to, you know, have this human connection because the world just needs more kindness, especially right now. I mean, we always do, but we just need more kind, kindness, and this woman's eyes were so they were so dark and mm. and beautiful, and she had this eyeliner, this perfect eyeliner on. I was just so impressed, and I said to her, your eyes, they just, they're so beautiful. And she just looked at me like, that's the nicest thing anyone said to me today. Aww. Oh, my gosh, that makes me feel so good, and it made me feel good, and her feel good, and it, you know, that, that ripple effect can really, really be be powerful. Yep. So it doesn't have to be some huge altruistic thing.
1: Right, and I think people think of that when you, they say, oh, maybe you should volunteer, and you think of oh, all the mm. time, or, or even, you know, a lot of times I know that in the past I've I've not wanted to do some things because I'm, I'm, I'm empathetic in a way I think it would affect me, and I'd feel so sad if I were in a situation. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, so don't do those things. There's so many other things to do, and even if they're minute, you know, that they, they add up. So it's it's so worth it. It's so worth feeding that part of yourself.
0: Yeah, well, I also, you know, we want to define loneliness, too, on some level, because loneliness is different than solitude, I think. You know, sometimes we're around people so often we need to be by ourselves, and that's not loneliness. We can be lonely in a group of people that we're trying to connect with, but we're not being real or we're not being vulnerable or not being ourselves, and when we're not ourselves we don't connect properly you know our energy is off and therefore the connection it's a, kind of like a key doesn't really work because we're not we're not really shaping ourselves in our truest sense and so when right. we i think when we can be vulnerable with each other in a very safe environment then we can see our resilience and we can see the strength we have inside of each other and help each other Uh, tap into that part of us because we've got so much much inside us. We've got so much wisdom inside us. And we can, you know, one of the things that we do as health coaches is help people get unstuck and see things just a little differently because we can just, we could just get stuck. And so we're actually in the process right now of creating our six-month group program. Some people don't actually want to do one-on-ones. Um, It just doesn't work for them either financially or emotionally, or it just feels uncomfortable, but they feel really good in groups, and groups make them feel part of a community. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And especially if that community is is going through the same exercises or the same challenges, um, it's nice to have that commiseration in a lot of ways, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I think my favorite part about this one, besides it being a group and being six months, is that it's taking us through the fall, the winter, up into the spring. And this is a challenging time. I think, you know, we can say every time is a challenging time, but it's especially challenging time because we get so busy in the fall that lead right into the holidays. And people kind of just throw up their arms during the holidays. And then they're in the dead of winter and then it's like, oh, comfort foods, relaxation, whatever it is, you know, whatever excuse we come up with. And then all of a sudden spring hits and we're like, ah! And so <laughs> that's what we are. We want to take you through those seasons to get you in such a great place. that so when you show up in the spring, you're going to be like, look at me. You know, I, I am doing so well. And yeah. you know, so this is, that's our purpose really is to get us, you know, get us this momentum, getting up to the. The springtime when we are all energized to do great things.
0: There's this other analogy that we talked about before we got on this podcast, which is, you know, when you have a great recipe, you've got all these beautiful ingredients and say you're making some sort of soup or you're making a salad and you've got all these things going in, but at the end, you taste it and you've forgotten the salt, or you didn't put the dressing in, and it's missing that one thing, and the taste is kind of eh. You Mm -hmm. know, life is kind of eh. And we believe, you know, that, connection and that kind of com- community thing. It might be the salt that's missing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that that, uh, that piece that you can add in to add a little bit of spice and flavor and bring everything together and make it really taste beautiful. That's right.
1: This six-month program is going to be chock full of really great things and very supportive. And um, because, you know, it, it won't be in person, it'll be, Virtual meeting with the group, and we'll be meeting twice a month just like we do with our individual clients um, with the check in with lots of in between stuff online on Facebook, on email. So it's a really supportive
0: time, and it's
1: uh, we're just really excited about launching it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I, I just want to re- repeat what I said before about this idea that in this group that we're creating, we want to be vulnerable so we can grow, right? We, in, in order to get through to a place where we want, you know, we vision ourselves in the future in a certain way, <clears throat> whether that's stronger, faster, more resilient, with with energy, all of these things that we all look for in the in the health but in order to do that there has to be this growth work that happens and kind of like this deconstruction and reconstruction and so safe place yep. becoming vulnerable and getting real and really being honest about the things we need to upgrade yep nicely said Good. Now get outside. It's beautiful. Yes. It was gorgeous. I'm going to go do some more digging and then, um, yeah, it's gorgeous. Have a beautiful day. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Keep the conversation going at nourishcoaches.com. And stay tuned for more Nourish Noshes as we continue our quest to make the world a healthier place.